はい行さんの近くにまた帰らしました2日で3番目ね確認できないけれどもなぜならハートテイクかなはい。Our episodes about this game are going to be inscrutable、yeah. to anyone who hasn't played it to the point that I don't know if it's actually that spoilable. <laughs> because while you might know what happens, you have no idea who we're talking about. That's true. <laughs> I assume. That is true. And I guess that kind of also speaks true to our experiences. Having, I work on Into the Aether, and they talked about 13 Sentinels last year, and I edited that、mm-hmm. episode. And Kim, you listened, listened to, that, to episode, that episode. and... Ask me what I know. There's maybe one、Nothing. thing that I know, but、uh, as far I, as Yakisoba Pond, that's、yeah. what I knew. <laughs> as far as what characters do what, no fucking idea, dude. I have no, no. clue. But yeah, so. Well, and some characters have more than one name, <laughs> as we are learning. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Yeah, so if you have not played the game and you don't want to, I mean, good luck listening to this. Like, I think maybe. And bless you. And for, bless you, yeah. For patronizing our fine establishment. Yeah,、um, I think. Maybe the last few episodes of this season will be interesting to listen to because we'll kind of know what's going on and we'll be able to like talk it through. But、mm-hmm. in, in the meantime, it's like, hey, what the fuck?、Um, but anyway, before we get into that, today, I guess we played Juro's chapter up to 55%, yes,、um, which is which point it locked out, right? Which we, we got locked out, and I do believe that is how we're going to move forward、uh, mm-hmm. as much as possible of playing like. Maybe a single character, maybe two stories, depending on how early we get locked out. And then, and then, you know, making that clear.、Uh, we should have tweeted out that, that this is what we were playing up to for this episode. If not, we'll tweet out in, for next episode. Yeah, but, uh, if not,、uh, sorry, we meant to do that. Yeah, but that's, you know, that, that is kind of the format it will be. It's like we'll play up to this person's story, up to this percent, we'll do XYZ battles, whatever. So, yeah,、uh, before we get into the same school day over and over and over again,、mm-hmm. Kim, I know you have some bullshit. I do. I do. This week, it was、uh, April 20th. And I just happened to、uh, sit down for a while、yeah. and think about different bullshit ideas.、Yeah. And so I have a whole list now. I am like locked and loaded、Beautiful. for this season and beyond. <laughs> and、um, what I'd like to discuss today <laughs> is、um, how my Nana would have felt about me dating each of the 13 Sentinels. Um... <laughs> Okay. Dis- yeah. Okay.、Uh, one quick disclaimer we are still early in the game.、Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you've played the game and you're like, oh my God, she doesn't know this character at all. No, I fucking don't. You're right. So、uh, don't come for me. And、uh, also, I think just to, to 
kind of give you all some background. I want to tell you a little bit about my Nana. Um, She was my dad's mother. She passed away a few years ago. Um, May she rest in peace because she did not live in peace. She was a fighter her entire life. Um, She was born in the Bronx to Italian immigrants. And if you're wondering, yes, they did have mob ties. Um, She told us a story about how she used to transport stolen goods around New York City um, in a baby carriage for the mob. (laughs) Um, So she was pretty tough. Uh, and the Sentinels have their work cut out for them uh, if they want to impress my Nana. Fuck. So. Uh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't Do have, have any. I don't have questions. I just need a second to process <laughs> um, because I think we could just spend a whole bullshit section. You just talk telling me about your Nana. Oh, she was wild. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I'll, I, I have some uh, more stories to share uh, as we proceed. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Please continue. OK, so we're going to start. uh as this game does with Jiro Karabe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nana would have been lukewarm about him. Um, he's very polite. I think she would like that, but she'd have trouble connecting with him sort of any further because all he can talk about really is sci-fi movies. That seems to be like his only interest. Sure. And she was more into like lifetime movies, that kind of fair. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I think it would be like, Oh, okay. He's a nice guy, but I don't, I don't know if he would like charm her particularly. Mm-hmm. Yori Fuyasaka is next. And this is a point where I must explain that like many elderly Italian women, uh, Nana was Catholic, therefore pretty conservative. Uh, When I was maybe 25 and I had just moved to L.A., um, she called me out of the blue and was asking me if I had like met any men in L.A. And I was like, no, I haven't. No, I haven't really been dating or anything. And all of a sudden she just goes. Kimmy, you're not a lesbian, are you? Oh, my God. Um, And I told her no, which is technically true. Um, (laughs) Sure. (laughs) What she doesn't know won't hurt her. Yeah. So all of this is to say she would have obvious misgivings about me dating any of the girls that are among the Sentinels. Sure. But I do think that Iori would win her over (sighs) just because she is so sweet and nice and i think she has like pretty hair and i think all of that um would have appealed to nana's Mm -hmm. sensibilities Mm -hmm. so yeah i can you please settle this is serious business lay down thank you so yeah i think iori would have won over my nana eventually next up we have uh a sekigahara Nana would think he was handsome, uh-huh. but he's really serious as far as we can tell. And I think that she would find him like a little too cold. Really? Yeah. I, I She liked people who like made jokes and mm-hmm. stuff. She was very easily charmed by that kind of sense of humor okay. and like charisma. And so I don't know if his sort of like, you know, serious demeanor would have um, appealed to her. Mm. But next up, we have Keitaro Miura. This is a tough one, A, because I don't I, I don't know him that well yeah. yet, but he seems pretty stoic. Mm-hmm. So I think she might have a similar reaction mm-hmm. as she did to A, mm-hmm. um, but maybe slightly more positive. He's got um, a nice hat. He does have a nice hat. He seems very like put together yeah. and like, I don't know, the he's very uh, polished. And I think she would have liked that. Yeah. Moving on to Megumi Yakushiji. Um, we learn in this episode that she loves to cook or at least she does does cook and it looks like she's a good cook yeah and i think uh nana was again an italian grandmother she loved to show her affection through food so i think megumi would probably help her out in the kitchen and that would would be 
a a real check mark in her yeah. in her favor. Oh, that would be so cute. It would be really that cute. Be really cute. Natsuno Minami. Unfortunately, it pains me to say I think Nana would not like Nachan. Yeah. Which is a bummer because I really like Nachan. Um, but Nachan is like too sporty for her. Um, I don't think she would have like much to connect with her about. Um, mm-hmm. She was always like into makeup and fashion and, you know, but she was a very um, well-dressed woman. She went to the beauty parlor all the time to get her hair done in the Amazing. same yellow puff for my entire life. Beautiful. So, yeah, I don't I don't think that Nachan would be like her vibe. And I don't think she would be amused by the UFO obsession. I don't <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. I don't think that would be of any interest to her. I have I have also grown up in, in an Italian-American adjacent mm-hmm. family. There are like certain trademarks of like an Italian-American family. And I think one of them is mm-hmm. like not always crass humor, but like humor, I think, you know, mm-hmm. like like kind of and maybe sometimes like, oh, is that a joke kind of situation? And I think oh, uh, yeah. I think uh, Nachan would absolutely. Playful yes, playful ribbing. Exactly. And Nachan would not. I don't think she would vibe with playful ribbing at all. I think she would <laughs> like she's a she's a little airheaded. <laughs> as, oh, as, that's an interesting read on her uh, as much as as much as I love her. But I feel like there would be some ribbing that she would not get. Mm-hmm. like it would kind of go overhead. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, Nachan's a little head in the clouds. Yeah, kind of. head in the clouds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think I don't think Nana would would vibe with that. Yeah, that's I, I agree. <laughs> Next up is Nenji Ogata. I think she would love him. Yeah, absolutely. She would fucking Toe love this yeah. man. Mm-hmm. She'd think he's so funny. I think the fifties like greaser look with the pompadour and everything mm-hmm. would be very appealing mm-hmm. to her. Obviously, she you know was like a young woman in the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. So, I think it would bring her back to times when she was younger. She used to do this thing where if she liked you, she would just like hold your hand. Oh, my God. Like I I would introduce her to friends of mine. Then she would do that, too. And I think (laughs) Ogata would definitely get a handhold. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Next up is Renya Goto. This is a tough one because, again, he's also very stoic. I don't know if she would click with his personality, but I do think she would think he was very handsome. Um, And I don't know why, but um, there's a... Specific story I think of when I think about whether Nana would like Goto. There was one time we like, I don't know, we brought her to like lunch or breakfast or something. And she pulled out something out of her purse. And it was a photo that she had clipped out of a magazine of Anderson Cooper um, (laughs) because she thought he was so handsome. Yeah. And uh, none of us obviously had the heart to I was going to say, tell did, you, her. did you give her the news? No. Okay. No, she doesn't need to know that. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, Anderson Cooper wears the glasses and Goto has the glasses. And wow, so I feel yeah. like it would be like, I, I feel like she would think he was good looking in that way. Yeah. Um. So that might be enough for him to win her over. And I'm sure he's very like polite. And the yeah. way that other characters talk about Goto is that he's responsible and polite and things like that. And so I think that would also be very appealing to you her. You would always show up on time mm-hmm. you know, to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goto seems like the kind of person where you can be like, I am so sorry. I have to like work today, but like someone needs to take my, my Nana to the doctor. Could you do oh. that? And he would like, he would not only do it, but like open car doors for yeah. her and hold yeah. her purse. And yeah, yeah. I, Goto would be the friend that, <laughs> that your Nana's always like, why aren't you two together? He's yeah. such a nice fella. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Next up is Ryoko Shinonome. Um, I still don't know much about her either. She seems kind of quiet, so I don't know if Nana would be able to connect with her. I also can imagine basically the only thing we know about Ryoko from what we've played so far is that Mm -hmm. she has short-term memory loss. So I don't know how that would work. Um, I have to say Nana in in her later years um, also did not have a great (laughs) memory. So I don't know. Maybe they could bond about that <laughs> i have no idea jesus christ <laughs> uh next up is shu amiguchi i regret to inform you that my nana would have loved shu amiguchi no way yeah she'd have found him charming mm. she would have she mm. I, I think she kind of i this is more speculation on my part but i feel like she would like a fuck boy um yeah. mm. i feel like that would be her vibe so next up, we have Takatoshi Hijiyama. Yeah. This is com- this one's complicated. Um, I think it would have started with an uphill battle. She did come of age during World War II. Um, uh-huh. She actually worked during the war building bomb sites. Um, yeah. So I think she probably would not love that he wanted to use a sentinel to defeat the United States in the war. <laughs> Right. Um, and I can also say with 100% certainty that Nana never heard the words yakisoba pawn in her life. Um, yeah. 100%. No way. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'd be surprised if she like ever ate Japanese food. She had a very simple palate. But yeah, what's what's her vibe on like food experimentation? Italian, only Italian, food. just Italian food. Yeah. So, so, so if he showed up and was like, let's try and put this spaghetti on a roll, would she be like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. She would. Yeah. Okay. yeah she would get upset probably. <laughs> sure. She did. She did eat weird things. So an interesting thing about her is that even though she um, showed her love through food, she like barely ate anything herself. <laughs> And it was like the things that she liked were extremely weird. It was basically like Mm. sweets or like certain kinds of sandwiches, which is where I'm going with this. Like she Mm. um, she loved a hot dog. She loved like a meatball parm. So I feel like when she finds out that Hijiyama has this one particular sandwich that he loves, she would make it her mission to feed him various types of other sandwiches mm. that she loves with the goal of finding one that he loved just as much as yakisoba pan. Okay. I think you and I both know that that would be Futile. a fruitless task. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it would be a nice way for them to bond. And so I think <laughs> she'd come out of at the other end really liking him. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they would have kind of the same generational sensibilities, you know, that's true from the 40s. That is a very good point. I didn't think about it that way, but you're right. Um, Next up is Tomi Kisaragi. I think Nana would really like Tomi. She would think she was funny Mm -hmm. Um, and again, loved sweets. It was like basically the only thing she ate. Um, And based on how much Tomi loves crepes, I feel like they would really get along with that. Um, Mm -hmm. Nana used to do this thing where like we would have like a meal and then she would like go into the other room and come back with like a box of chocolates, like truffles (laughs) or like cherry cordials or something where it's like, why do you have a whole box of these just like sitting around and would like bring it over to me and offer me one. (laughs) And then I'd get like a stink eye from my mom about like eating chocolates, but mm -hmm, real rock and a hard place there. But yeah, she would do that with Tommy and she and Tommy would have a great time. Like guessing what's in all of these little truffles or whatever. Yeah. I think Tommy would like, 
did did your nana ever like listen to music while she was cooking or anything or was she like not a music constantly listening to music yeah. yeah so i feel like tommy would be in the kitchen like doing whatever and then just like oh, start like singing right. along with whatever song mm-hmm. is on and yeah, yeah, yeah. god i forgot right. about that you're you're Good totally vibes. totally right nana loved music and she loved to sing there you go last up on our list is yuki takamiya nana would fucking yeah. hate her hate yeah. her too yeah. brash for her mm. um and i think in many ways they have too much in common um yeah that's <laughs> yeah that's the vibe would, i was getting they would butt heads immediately <laughs> yeah. um because they are both so um caustic mm-hmm. it's just true she was she was a a tough mob ties italian woman yeah and it was very easy to set her off. And the same seems to be true of Yuki. So they would just immediately get into it. Mm. Um, I think it would be scary. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's it. That's all I've got. Uh- <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. I love that. I, I wish I could have contributed more, but I did yeah, not know sorry, your I, I our, our, grandpa- was- our grandmothers were completely different women. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so funny uh, to hear other people talk about their grandparents it's like oh yeah, yeah like my grandmother and she's so sweet and so nice i'm like i have no idea what that's like i have yeah. no idea what that's like um <laughs> we're all fighting for our lives out here in my family that's so funny that's so funny so yeah that's amazing that's nana yeah i look forward to uh introducing her to to the sentinel soon and we'll see how it goes <laughs> some great opening bullshit kim mm-hmm. thank you so much thank you so much but now it's time to go to school i guess Over and over again. Over and over and over again. Juro Karabe. Juro Karabe. Here we go. Um, so as soon as we open up this uh, screen, the game is like, hey, there's this new system called, or there's, I don't know, flowcharts. You can look at flowcharts oh, of yeah. how the that section of the story goes. I don't know if that's like all of Juro's story or if that's just like one bit of it or like whatever. Um, I have to imagine at some point we'll go to like another sector of the flowchart where yeah. that'll have its own branching paths but basically it gives you like your starting point which then branches out into like however many other choices and then those will branch out to other choices you can make because wild. as as we yes extremely wild first of all but it does that because as we will quickly learn we will be playing through the same at least the exact same starting scene over and over again to try and get different results to unlock these various points in the flowchart I'm so curious to see if if other character stories play out this way or if this is just a Juro thing where it's sort of mm. like a, you know, time loop kind of yeah. situation. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Side note, maybe we watch like Groundhog Day or something. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I I have to imagine that's how all the other ones are, right? Maybe not. I guess I, guess I don't really have any other evidence <laughs> to like back that up. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. So the way we're going to be going through this, uh, we're going to do like the main quote unquote, the main line one that is like pretty much guaranteed to be your first way through. And then we're going to work top to bottom on the flow chart um, in terms of the endings that you can get there. <laughs> I, I hope you're not confused because I, it's only going to get worse. It and I know what we're saying and I'm almost. It, uh, yeah, that's confused. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's just it. It's. um it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so, it is wild. Do you want to do you want to take us through <laughs> some sure, of this first one? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So for your first loop, 
Um, or at least it's AJ and I did the same thing. So I don't know yeah. if that's just because it's sort of the most obvious path. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's just a coincidence. But um, it's after school. We're in the classroom and Shiba wants to go to Amiguchi's place again, um, but not sure where he is. They chat about uh, some more sci-fi movies, um, including a drama series called Visitor from Another World about an alien yeah. stranded on Earth. Um, and Juro remembers it, but is like, I don't remember actually seeing the movie, which is right. interesting. But he remembers the plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shiba also points out that Iori is avoiding Juro and mentions that she leaves during break time, every time there's a break in class and rumor has it that it's because she's taking naps in the nurse's office. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. Suspicious. And Jiro's like, oh, that's that's so weird. Um, you know, but like she's sleeping during during the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, what, you want to follow her to bed or something? Uh, like, yeah, mm-hmm. really weird stuff. But uh, yeah, always. Um, We also get a reference to Star Wars, (laughs) which I thought was very funny. Um, Wait, where? UFO Wars. When they talk about the movie UFO Wars, that's Star Wars. Oh, my God. They literally say it takes place in a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) Damn, I must have been. So I I didn't turn off the uh, auto scroll. So all my stuff is auto scrolling and I'm frantically typing away. So I must have missed that bit. Holy shit. It's just so funny. (laughs) They they drop these things and it's like they give you the date that it came out and like just enough detail to be like, this is what we're talking about. We just couldn't use the name. That's so funny. God. And uh, the last thing we learn in this first sort of loop in the classroom, I think it's like uh, Kutashiba is in the thought cloud again. Um, and this time when you think about him, uh, Juro thinks, oh, I, I think I dreamed about Shiba the other day. Something about yeah. an android. Yeah. Which sounds like, I think, the scene that we saw in the um, in his prologue where he like summoned uh, the Sentinel. Yeah, um, I, I, I I, I think I think this is like the, the next loop of that. So I think there was the prologue was the first loop of this. And then he oh. ends up summoning the Sentinel and then we get teleported back or, you know, rewound back or whatever to this point. That's what I think is is going on. That's that. possible. Yeah. Interesting. OK. Yeah. And I think that's further backed up by a later a later thing that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, Sheba's also reading some like graphic novel that he does not name which is a, a bummer because i want more references to things yeah it's uh, surprising. he almost fully he almost fully spoils it for jero and he's like wait <laughs> no, no 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 don't tell me you dummy so then we are looking for amaguchi mm-hmm. and we think that maybe he's in the cafeteria so we head to the cafeteria mm-hmm. um and i guess it's worth noting in the background of this scene there is a conversation happening between miwachan uh tomi and then iori shows up uh, and then they all kind of go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. That conversation happens. We will come back to that conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Before we move on to the cafeteria, it does. Um, the The sequence of this is that after the classroom, you always end up in the hallway mm-hmm. and nothing too interesting of note happens in the hallway during this time except um you just hear you overhear like two npcs like nameless yeah. having a, oh a conversation God. one goes what's up with the yakisoba fan stand lately uh it's always sold out and 
um, the other guy's like, I heard there's like one guy who keeps buying yeah. shitloads of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like, didn't get that. I think I know who that is. Yeah, I didn't get that until one of the later arcs where you have to oh, go really? right down the hallway. I had just automatically gone left every single time. Oh, I That's I go so back funny. and forth because um, I want to like find everything. But yeah, in this one, I think if you try to go right, Sheba uh, is yeah. like, the cafeteria is this way, bud. So then you head to the cafeteria. Uh, Shu is not there. Uh, but Natsuno is, so you run into, you're, you, you've got to ask Natsuno where Shu is, and you know, she doesn't know. They, they, they wind up talking, quote, about that guy um, who is staying at Jero's house, mm-hmm. and I thought that it was BJ. Me too! Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess Jero's looking after BJ, because, yeah, you know, whatever. Sorry. We come to find out that that um, Jero's grandmother is on vacation or something. So I was like, oh, okay, then maybe, you know, that's the reason to have the robot at the house. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then, so unless you had anything more in that in that little conversation. Yeah, so we get a little flashback about, like, the the that night or whatever when, when the guy shows up. In the thought cloud is issues at home. Issues at home, yeah. <laughs> and you can uh, recall... At the Karabe house. Yeah. Um, so not only not only are we <laughs> jumping back in time to play this this little story again where we're looking for Shu Amaguchi with with Shiba, there are also <laughs> like recollections within these things that can happen, which is a wild, mm-hmm. wild mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- you you can recall issues at home and then we fade to black and we are at the Karabe household. Mm-hmm. Wild, wild mechanic in this game. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, the, the, it's just, I just can't believe it. Like I had, I had messaged you, Kim, about how, like, I wasn't expecting these, you know, this game to be so like recursive as in, it's just like, you know, doing the same stuff over and over mm-hmm. again, or like getting deeper and deeper levels of stuff, uh, within each storyline. And it's really like absolutely blowing my mind the, yeah. the ways, the ways that this, this story is told. Um, and even just through this one, mm-hmm. this one arc. It's interesting too. There's almost like a puzzle solving element of it where yes. it's like to unlock a certain path. You have to listen to a certain conversation or do a certain thing. Um, and so it makes it kind of fun. It's not kind of just, I mean, not that I, I really like visual novels either way, um, mm-hmm. but it's fun that there is a little bit of like actual like gameplay there um, yeah. as opposed to just sort of clicking through. Um, yeah. So it, it keeps it even more engaging than it otherwise would be. And the, and the way that the specific story beats that you like can't skip are retold. They like change after mm-hmm. the first time you do it, which I think is really cool, but we'll get to that yeah. in the next run, I guess. Yeah. So we are in the Karabe household and Megumi is there mm-hmm. um, making dinner. We're setting the table. We grab <laughs> we grab the chopsticks and Jero's like, oh, no, I hope she, I hope she didn't do this on purpose. She, <laughs> she grabbed us matching chopsticks, which is only reserved for couples or mm-hmm. married people. Which is like, I, okay. I looked this up and it's actually it's very interesting. So um, mm. getting two pairs of matching chopsticks is apparently a very like popular wedding gift in Japan. Um, and the reason why is because the word for chopsticks and the word for bridge have the same sound, which is hashi. Oh. And so um, symbolically, the chopsticks are considered a bridge between husband and wife. Whoa. Isn't that nice? That's yeah. really nice. I was like, wow. this is so interesting that he's like, oh, my God, you, you know, like 
Yeah. She got the matching chopsticks. I was like, is this a thing? So yeah, that happened. It wow, was that's cool. Interesting. I just thought it was like a, you know, if there are four of the same chopstick, you can grab whatever two, you know, <laughs> and it's like, you know, that, what's mine is yours, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. No, I think it's, it must be like, that's, I, I imagine, you know, there might be like specifically like, here's two pairs of chopsticks that you can sure. buy that are packaged together and intended yeah. for, yeah. for a wedding gift. That's cool. And he literally says, it's like we're newlyweds. This is yeah. um, so uncomfortable. I have to find a way to like kick her out. Essentially. Yeah. He, oh my God. So, so you set the table. He, I, I turned the TV off. I don't know if you need to, but I did. Oh, I didn't um, realize you could. Yeah. Left on. Uh, wow. Raised in a barn. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, we were TV on during dinner, people. That's so funny. Um, so, you know, uh, Jero's tired just because of the dreaming and stuff. And mm-hmm. she says, oh, you should get to bed earlier. Oh, sorry. Did I miss something? <laughs> Jero. Okay. This is a weird... Um, some weird stuff here. Yes, definitely some weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he says he's having trouble sleeping. She's like, why? And he's like, because yeah. you're here. Yeah. And she's like, have I done something wrong? And Jiro does this thing that he will continue doing where he like walks away a little bit and like talks to himself. Yeah, he like puts his hand on his <laughs> I guess maybe he's like thinking to himself. I can't. Uh, yeah, I, don't I don't remember know. if like his lips are moving at the same time. Um, but what he says here is we're a boy and a girl alone together. Puberty exists. Are yeah. you trying to torture me? Ugh. Ugh, 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 ugh. really gross stuff it's awful dude it's that awful stinks. and i there we later learn like another reason why Jero is uncomfortable having her around but a in this case we don't know that yet and b this sure. is very clearly not that that yeah. reason P- the phrase puberty exists is right. um pointing to something pretty particular um yeah. and it's gross and frankly that gets worse before it gets better but we can yeah. um, touch on that when we get there oh so that's that's rough mm-hmm. um and he just turns around and says that he wants her gone by the end of the month mm-hmm. <laughs> um which is wild and then somebody knocks on the door and she tells he tells her to hide uh so she goes into the kitchen natsuno shows up saying she has a favor then <laughs> megumi comes yeah, out she just comes <laughs> out immediately like, hey what's up and that's like oh sorry are you guys like yeah together or whatever and i was like no it's not what it looks like whatever also like juro is so fucking mean to her here he's he like is. did you really need to come out here like he's so fucking rude mm-hmm. um, yeah dude anyway um, and then uh, uh, a hatted boy walks in uh, <laughs> who who you may we may have known already. But then he introduces himself as Kitaro Miura. And Natsuna says that he needs somewhere to stay for a few days. And then it's like, if you don't let him stay, I'll tell everyone that you have a girl mm-hmm. living at your house, which is apparently a, a, an expellable offense. Yeah, the, I, I, I assume that this is something um, maybe it's uh, cultural or, or sure. would have made more sense. Um if I had more context, but yeah, it's like, this is not actually even the reason that I was talking about, about why a uh, juror no, is no, uncomfortable, yeah, yeah. but it is like another reason that apparently right. the fact that he is just living with a girl from school is like you said, he could get expelled. Yeah. A wild dude. I, I have to wonder if the granny were there, would it be okay then? I don't know. Man. Is it the fact uh, that they're alone? Well, I don't we know. do learn, we do learn that Megumi rented the room from right. his grandmother because right. she's the landlord so like she knows that she's there and mm-hmm. that she was going to be gone for a month and you know whatever yeah so well, I, I don't know <laughs> and uh juro i think at some point is like grandma what were you thinking <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's wild. So we get ultimatum or Jero gets ultimatumed and then uh, Natsuna is like, all right, bye. <laughs> and and leaves you leaves you with this this new friend. And then uh, and, and then you, you eat dinner together. Right. And that's mm-hmm. that's the end of the scene. Yeah. And that's where it ends. And then um, on the ending screen, yeah. kind of where they're like, OK, you did it. Uh that's where you see the flow chart that they told yep. you you could pull up. And that's mm. when I was like, wait a minute. What? There were other <laughs> options of things I could have done. Yeah. In yeah. This so end. I don't know if I don't know if it locks you off from other like routes or if yeah, this just know. like if it's just like a pretty well designed portion of the game where it'll kind of just it'll Guide cart you. you through this bit, you know, and just assumes you make certain choices because I imagine you could not have the recollection in the cafeteria and that gives you whatever the other the other ending is for that part oh. of the flow chart. I, but, you know, obviously I was going to do that because it's a new mechanic and I wanted right. to see what it did. Um, God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, this is something yeah. that we were sort of talking about where it's not totally clear to us. And I mean, I think we got all the same stuff, but there mm. are parts of the flow chart for Jiro that are still yeah. that we did not unlock before we got gated off. And so, yeah, I, you know, is there what we don't really know is whether we could have unlocked those things and gotten gotten gated at some point or I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, I guess we'll, you know, as we keep playing, maybe we'll find out the answer to that question one way or the other. Yeah. Cause um, we're, we're currently locked out of Juro's, uh, mm -hmm. storyline. Yeah. We just like completed so much of it that, yeah, that the game was like, okay, now you gotta, you know, get however many other characters to whatever percentage completion before you can continue. So that was that was run one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get mystery files, which are just it just adds to, to your files. Um, your event thing updates. So, you know, you know what happened in Jared's <laughs> thing. And then it just brings you back to the character select screen mm-hmm. uh, where you can select Jero again, which is what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's pretty nice. Um, all of Jero's bits are basically I, I mean, I, I guess are basically 11 percent of his story, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh so so you know five endings we get to 55 percent. great sounds good um so next up yeah um uh, next up yeah. we have uh starts in the same classroom scene obviously mm-hmm. so this time um you can eavesdrop and the the game sort of like gives you a hint which yeah. is like to you know like open up this branch try eavesdropping yeah, on it's, this conversation it, between usami and miwako yeah the 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 flowchart is actually like really useful in that way where it's mm-hmm. like oh to unlock this part you have to do this like it's not like disguised it's just like here is how you unlock right. this one like just do this right although i will say the one now the ones that we haven't done are just question marks so maybe yeah. it is that they're actually like locked off until something else happens i don't know yeah I don't know. Uh, but right in the beginning of this scene, at the beginning of the scene, every time in the in the last time uh, Sheba showed up and was like, oh, I can't. I don't know where Shu is like, you know, bummer, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now, since we've done this once now, Sheba runs up to you and he's like, oh, I have bad news. And Jero cuts him off. And is like, let me guess. You can't find Amaguchi. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's exactly it. So Jero is remembering these yeah. things, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is an interesting bit. Yeah, I mean, on some um, level, it's not like he's like, oh, I'm here again. Oh, I'm repeating the same. But he he knows things Um, in later yeah. in later runs. And maybe it is the same one. But um, not only is it like, oh, let me guess you can't find Amaguchi. It's like he's probably in the cafeteria before you do this and realize where he actually mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. 
and uh Shiva's like, oh, thanks for saving me some time or something like yeah. that. It's it's really interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. So we're here. We eavesdrop on uh, Tomi and Miwa's conversation. Uh, they talk about getting crepes after school. Tomi turns around and is like, do you need something? <laughs> yeah. Uh, turns around and Jira's like, well, can I help you? <laughs> You're like, oh, no, sorry. Iori shows up uh, and they talk a little bit. She says, uh, Miwa's like, oh, let's go get some crepes and She's like, oh, no, sorry. Yori says that she has plans. And Tomi also has plans. So Mi was like, OK, I'll go get crepes by myself. But but first, I'm going to go look at Shu. It's, <laughs> it's like so oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Yori's like, oh, if you're looking for him, he's I, I know where he is. He's out by the vending machines in the back. And then that gets added to you, the, the break area gets mm-hmm. added to your, your thought cloud. And then. Uh, yeah. So for this run, I know this isn't what we're talking about, the one where we go to the break mm-hmm. area. But for this run, this is where I talked to Yori. Um, she just like stood in the front of the classroom and mm-hmm. like, like, let me talk to her. But that that'll be the ne- the next the next round of this. I also did something di- different this okay. time. But yeah. Um, yeah, since we're going in order of, of the uh, top chart. to bottom of the flow yeah. chart, if you choose to uh, go to the break area with Shiva to find Amiguchi, sure enough, he is there. Mm-hmm. Sylvain Gautier looking ass. And um <laughs> He's he's like, I didn't take notes on it, but I I remember it's like you walk up and he's like surprised to see you there like he was deep in thought or something. Um, Mm. And uh, you ask him to hang out and he's like, oh, sure. Like, why don't we go to Juro's place? Um, (laughs) And Juro's like, oh, shit, because he has Megami there. There's a lady Um, at his house. And you hear Shiba in the background like. Oh man, you like he really wants <laughs> yeah. to go to Shiva's house to um or to to Shu's house, house because Shu has um all the coolest shit. And I gotta be honest, now that I've like really gotten to explore Shu's apartment, it is it's really nice. It's pretty it's, cool. I get it. Um yeah. anyway, so uh Jero's like, Yeah, sorry, we can't we can't go to my place. We have a guest staying over, so it'd be kinda awkward. And mm-hmm. um Amiguchi's like, All right, fine, we'll go to my place. Yeah. So you you cut to Amiguchi's extremely sick apartment. Yeah. Shiba is gaming um, and being very obnoxious about it. If you walk yeah. in front of the television, uh, he'll yeah. be like, I can't see. It's um, so and every time you try to talk to him, he's like, you'll get to play soon. But I got to, you know, I'm I'm doing this right yeah. now. He says, let me try one more time and then mm-hmm. and then you can go. Uh, it's very funny. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you talk to Shu and he's like, oh, we should probably go get something to eat. If you want to like you want to go get ramen, I'll I'll treat. And Jero's like, no, you paid last time. I'll pay this mm-hmm. time. And Shiva at the TV still playing the game is like, oh, man, that means I have to pay. too." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, she was so obnoxious. I kind of yeah. don't like him. Yeah, yeah. He's also suspicious. He's extremely suspicious. Yeah. I'll, and I'll just say I unlocked his entry in the mystery files mm. and uh, it's, you know, nothing to uh revelatory it's like yeah. oh he's like Drew's best friend whatever except it says he seems to have a mysterious power <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> great i mean he cool. certainly uh seemed to be able to make uh Jiro forget yeah. everything so god um, yeah that's funny um oh also i have a theory about shinoguchi okay. okay i think his dad might be like a fancy like executive at shikishima and that's why he's so rich that tracks that's my guess anyway so you look around uh shu's apartment and uh you ask uh you ask shu if he's watched the the video that you find 
And he's like, oh, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, and then he tells you about um, another another one. This is a mad, uh, another story that is about a mad scientist that loses his real body. So he builds a new body and sets out for revenge, which is a wild uh, concept for a, th- a thing. And I don't know, feels like it should be like that feels like that's referential of something mm-hmm. happening in this game. I'm sure it's also a reference to some media, but I don't know it what definitely. it is. Yeah. I, um, uh, in the discord, Stephen uh, of into the aether posted a list of um, it was from like an article that he had found mm-hmm. that it's like all of the media that influenced the game, according to the developers. Um, and first of all, there is so much of it. Um, so much. So much. Um, so it's like and a lot of it is like uh, Japanese media that we're not familiar with, um, like an entire series. So mm. I'm sure it's one of those things. I just I, yeah, you know, I'm be. not familiar with whatever it is. Yeah. If you know, uh, tweet at us or something. I don't know. Yeah, please. If, if we if we miss any any references, because I'm absolutely sure that yeah. we will and already have like, please 100%. let us know. I would love to know. Uh, so then we discover that Shu is into idols uh miyuki inaba and if you'll remember from shu's prologue there was an idol on the television Mm -hmm. uh talking to shu Uh, yeah so that's pretty interesting it's implied that like because jiro's like oh i'm surprised that you have miyuki inaba's album i didn't realize that you were like into idols i thought you liked western music Mm -hmm. so i think it's implied that like shu is not actually into idols but he got miyuki inaba's uh album for a reason and i will say too um in terms of like random npc conversations or even just like conversations um with the playable characters mm. it is not infrequent for someone to comment on miyuki inaba really so that's yeah yeah so there's oh. a conversation in um the classroom yeah um there's like two guys in the corner near the teacher's oh, desk who shit. are talking about miyuki inaba Whoa. and then i i i don't remember specifically what but i rem i remember just like Maybe it was I was thinking of here, but um, it occasionally comes up and someone is like, yeah, she's getting really big right now. (laughs) Um, Interesting. So that's definitely going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I guess just a really quick and dirty because I'm not I'm also not fully versed in it, but like idols in Japanese Mm. culture are just like I guess they're usually like women, right? Um, um are, I think they can be, I think men can be idols too. Yeah. But they're just like people who, who sing and they make music, but it's like so much more than that. It's like a whole brand mm-hmm. and like a whole basically character, uh, like a caricature of this person uh, that's like really big in, in Japanese culture. I don't mm-hmm. know the specifics of it or like of any real life idols that exist right now. So I can't really give you any more, but that's kind of like the, the base level of mm-hmm. what an, an idol is. Yeah. I mean, um, I think if I recall, uh, I, I could be wrong, but I know that like girl groups and boy groups are sort right. of popular um it, right. similar to um how like k-pop groups are are big in uh in korea there are like j-pop groups in japan mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and like those the, the entertainers in those groups are considered idols they're like right there's sort of like a cult of a personality around mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah the, the trendsetters and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, so then Shu basically asked Jiro, like, are you sure you want to stay for dinner? And Jiro's like, yeah, absolutely. I definitely want to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really, really mean because in a later conversation yeah. that we'll have in a different line, Megumi's like, make sure you come right home for dinner. I'm making your favorite, which yeah. is so oof, dude. Yeah. Uh, so fucking mean. And then Shu asks, is well, there this is sp- the one where we find out. Yeah. Why. So she's like, is there a specific reason you don't want to go home? Uh, and Jiro says, if I'm around her too long, I might dot dot dot. <sighs> Can we put, 
Yeah. Maybe we can put a put a pin in that. Put a pin in it. Yeah. 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 And revisit so, it after we finish the scene. Right. So put a pin in that thought. And, he, he, and then he does this uh, another like aside where he's like, I can't really blame it on her. Blah, 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 blah. That's a whole thing. So then Jer gives Shu uh, the sequel to uh, whatever movie he had lent him last time. And Shu is like, oh, you, you've been watching too many movies. I think it's Juro says that. Um, Shu oh. asks, do you want to go to the video store? And Juro's like, no, I don't want to go to the video store. I've been watching too many movies lately. Oh, he's a heat. OK. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I wrote down the exact line because this is he says, I'm getting kind of scared. Yeah. Uh, I keep having weird dreams. Um, and he references one particular gr- dream where he says, I went insane and killed everyone around me, including yeah. Iori and you. Yeah. Um, and then he thinks to himself, Yakushiji, too. Now I feel anxious around her. I'm scared I might actually end up killing her. Yeah. Again, we'll come back to all that. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it's interesting when when Jura says that he's been having dreams. Shu says again. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. 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 So that's mm. interesting. interesting. Uh, so then we get a dream re- recollection. And Jesus Christ. <laughs> the first thing I have in my notes about Juro's dream is, oh, no, he's hot. <laughs> yeah. So we are in the city center and we are seeing an older Juro, I guess. He's um, like jacked. Jacked, dude. He's yeah. If you ever fuck this this comparison just came to me right now if you've ever played jetpack joyride the game is a game on your phone where there's a little it's just a little phone game where you're a man on a jetpack and you fly up and down he kind of looks like a a, like real life size person of the jetpack joyride guy kind of does so there's a point (laughs) just talking about how this guy is wearing a suit the jetpack yeah. joyride guy is yeah. wearing a suit with a tie except the arms are ripped mm-hmm. off like mm-hmm. he's the hulk <laughs> anyway and he's on a jetpack anyway sorry yeah so that's a that's a phone game that jero kind of looks like that guy sorry i don't know and so he's older but iori and shu and uh megami are there and they're all younger yeah and he says ida which i don't know who ida is um uh, in shu's prologue uh the part where he is like in the the name of the scene was judgment day last line of defense broken with cat mm-hmm. suit morimura mm-hmm. she calls him irakun it's Shu. oh yeah okay so older jero talking to shu and megumi and uh iori um Ida, he's, we had it all wrong and he says the true case of the disaster is you or true cause of the disaster is you your nano machines are calling the daimos uh and they're like what are you talking about Wah. and then he is kind of talk jero is kind of talking himself and says as long as these kids are alive they'll keep coming to destroy everything until they've destroyed time and space he says oh my god so it's like not even just like oh you're gonna keep destroying the world it's like yeah. they're fucking up time and space and space um, the laws and then he, of physics. Then he fucking just kills these kids, dude. He just fully shoots them. Uh, and Megumi goes to run away and he shoots her in the back, man. Oh, it's rough. It's fucking yeah. rough. And he's he says um, uh, he shoots Shu, but Shu doesn't isn't dead yet. Yes. And Jiro says, this is the only way in order to escape this eternal cage. Mm-hmm. It must be done. Mm-hmm. He said, I must kill my doubts as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Shu is still alive. He's like, ah, you were always a fighter, blah, 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 blah. And before Jiro can shoot Shu a final time, uh, he himself is shot or something by Morimura 
but I guess that's a separate scene. Yeah, huh? we'll get so there. It's still it's we're shot by Catsuit Morimura. Um, and and that's I, I, what, what did she say here at the end? That was um, she said she's just like, my God, what have you done, Juro? And as yeah. Juro is dying, he says, this was all for you, Morimura. Yeah. <sighs> so that's <What? laughs> yeah. So that, that is that is uh, a relentless nightmare. Uh, mm-hmm. is, is the title of that ending. I, should, I guess it's worth noting the, the previous one was called Freeloaders. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. So I <laughs> I asked us to put a pin in uh, yeah. something that Jura said earlier. And in this context, now knowing the dream, he's clearly concerned about being alone with Megumi because he's afraid of killing her like he did in this dream. So, you know, going back to to the scenes that we've seen previously, we mm-hmm. know that Juro is is concerned about getting expelled, but he also says mm-hmm. that thing about puberty. Right. And so in this scene, when he says, I can't blame her, I'm the one with the problem. If I'm around her too long, I might. And he cuts himself off. Right. And I'm just curious what you thought he was saying there, because the implication is that he thinks he cannot control his yeah. his teen boy Carnal urges yeah. yeah um yeah <laughs> this made me feel like shit <laughs> i don't know how else to to talk about it except for that um and i suppose it is redeemed in a sense by the fact yeah. that there's this reveal that like oh no he's not talking about sexual assault or whatever he's <laughs> yeah. talking about um he's afraid Murder. he's gonna kill her like in his dream yeah i just <sighs> this didn't need to be in there like uh, that is not like using something like that as like a fun like oh no look at this fun twist we weren't talking about that we were talking about this like that is just not earned and um Mm. i don't know i this this whole sequence of of juro's story like while I was playing it, I was like, this is so much fun. This is so cool. I'm having such a good time. Mm-hmm. And then I finished it up and went to bed. And this is what I was thinking about when I was uh. in bed. Like, I'm having so much trouble at times with this game where, yeah. like, these things are just like throwaways and they're so small and they, in the moment, don't affect my enjoyment of the game. Um, right. But then they really stick with me. Um, And like, I don't know, it it just it's stuff like this that makes me think like I would want to recommend this game to so many people. And I I would have to think twice about recommending it um, because of it's there's this like death by a thousand cuts of, Mm. for lack of a term, problematic shit Mm. that just makes it a bummer sometimes yeah um so i don't know i just wanted to bring that up because it was really it like it it affected me in a way that i didn't even realize until like after i was done playing through this whole story part it just felt shitty yeah but we can move on (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i think i think i think that's a fair like assessment of this and it does it does stink um that this is like part of juro's character and i think if i was to be really generous with the game like I would say that that's on purpose for some reason, but I don't think that also really, at least at this point, is not really mm-hmm. like a forgive. You know, it doesn't. It's not grounds for forgiveness of like yeah. that stuff being in the game. It's just like shitty, you know, uh, kind of like classic, uh, you know, 
gender role anime shit, which isn't super fun, but it. it yeah, it's maybe it, I just have a lower tolerance for it because I have not really watched a lot of anime um, yeah. like at all. But yeah, I'm just like, mm, no, yeah. the vibes yeah. are bad. The vibes are bad. And I don't think it being backed up by previous media where the vibes were also bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that really forgives it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but hey, maybe something will happen at the end of the game. that's like this was a crucial part of Jura's character was that he needed to say puberty exists. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway. Yeah. So moving on to the next spot. Next loop. <laughs> we're back in the classroom. We are eavesdropping. And actually, I guess I will just reference that like. I did the the, the the next part of the, the flowchart, which then gave me information about how to go back and do this part of the flowchart, which is to go and grab the stack of papers mm-hmm. uh, off of the desk, mm-hmm. which I guess you don't really even have to do for this for this bit. But that's another way you, you have to get rid of Sheba. I think. Yeah, much. I think you actually do need to do it to get rid of Sheba because it's it's your excuse for like splitting up with him is you right. you find papers on on uh, Miss Morimura's desk where it's like, oh, I got to like bring this to her in the nurse's office. Right. So you go ahead, Shu, to the break area where I heard uh, Amaguchi was. And so if you do that, you can then go into the hallway by yourself. You don't have mm-hmm. to go with uh, Shiba. Mm-hmm. And in this next run, you can run into Megumi. Mm-hmm. Um, she's coming out of her classroom. And as we referenced earlier, she's she's like, oh, you know, come home for dinner. I'm going to make your favorite or whatever. And this is where he's like, can you, he's like, can you please like not talk about this here? Because if people find out we're living together, we'll be expelled. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. OK, sure. <laughs> uh and you get another one of these uh memories where you can uh recall when she showed up yeah. <laughs> at Juro's house. I do just want to say that Juro's favorite food um she says is hamburg steak which right I th- I think it's it's just hamburger right or is it just yeah, like is it just, like ground it, steak? It, it's just it is? it's like ground beef I think. Yeah. Um yeah. It's, it's just like what it what it is referred to uh, in Japan, I believe. Yeah, I remember seeing funny. that in like Tara's house before. Yes, yes. Um, we love localization. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we flash back to a few weeks ago when Megumi shows up. <laughs> Jiro comes home and the door is unlocked um, and she is just in his house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's, she says to Jiro, it's been 40 years. Yeah. Uh, and then hugs him and says that she missed him or missed his touch. Missed his touch. Yeah um wild okay um and he's like a lot in there yeah he's like oh yeah you're we go to school together right like what are you doing in my house Mm -hmm. and she explains that she's renting a room and she's like oh i spoke with your landlord tamo kurabe he's like you mean my grandma my grandma yeah (laughs) um and she's like yeah i you know i'm renting a room for her she has like a contract and everything and she's like already fully moved in yeah and this is the part where he's like, what were you thinking, Grandma? Right. Yeah. Because um, uh, Grandma's out of town visiting relatives. So it's just the two of them. Shimane. Yes. Uh, he, he's like, he says out loud to her, if the school finds out, we'll be expelled. And she's <laughs> like, that wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is whatever <laughs> version of Megumi was in love with mm-hmm. Izu- Izumi, Jiro Izumi, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just so weird. I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, um, so you come out of this this memory and jump scare warning. Uh, <laughs> Morimura is there. Um, yeah. And I have started 
referring to her in my notes oh, no. as, and bear with me, Big Titsy. Now, this okay. is possibly why I decided to do a bullshit about my Nana this time. So my Nana oh, okay. had, a, it was one of her sisters, um, one of my dad's aunts, mm-hmm. who uh, my grandfather gave her the nickname Big Titsy for reasons that are probably <laughs> obvious. Sure. Worth noting, Big Titsy loved that nickname. <laughs> and Amazing. So it like stuck and that was like actually her nickname. Wow. Um, in the family. Kind of sweet, yeah. A little bit, <laughs> in a sense. In a um, sense, yeah. Yeah. But, I, yeah. but yeah, she thought it was really funny. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> started using that for more Incredible. Under the guise of it being easier to write, but... Um, sure. It's not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you give her the papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and then you uh, you head toward the front gate to, I guess, find uh, Shiba. Uh, and while you're walking down the steps, you come across Gauto and Megumi, and they are talking. Gauto, I guess, says, what do you plan to do? Uh, and he says, I've gotten permission from Morimura, um, which... I don't know what that means. M- Megami says that, yeah. Megami says that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just forgot to hit. There, there's no space break there. Yeah. So, so Gato says, what do you plan to do? Uh, Megami says, I've got permission from Morimura. And then they talk about Juro. Gato says, there's an issue with Juro's condition. Megumi says that she won't let him use Juro and tells him to let him be free of the Sentinel. And Gato tells her that Juro is the only one uh, who is fight or what who is fight is who the only one fight. who can fight right <laughs> and tells her that uh he is no longer the izumi you knew uh and then they talk about how the new personality is not stable mm-hmm. uh, which is a fun sentence to say <laughs> and gato tells megumi that she has to return to shikishima i guess <laughs> that she works for or with mm-hmm. shikishima um which i mean i guess we know because this that's how the sentinels are like the Sentinels are created by Shikishima, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm pretty sure. When when Goto says the the personality isn't stable, he says, it, you know, he could put you in danger, which is mm. interesting. And he says, even if we erased the personality of Juro Karabe, um, it would be futile because Izumi's memory is gone. Mm. Um, and he says, you must return to Shikishima. So like they're just fully fucking with this man anyway <laughs> juro walks up and goto's like how long have you been listening but then he just walks away yeah yeah <laughs> he's like i don't have time for this shit and uh juro asks megumi like what was that about who is izumi and she just doesn't answer and she's like just come home for dinner soon yeah. or whatever no eating out she says yeah uh and then juro thinks juro izumi says he has a sinking feeling and then says uh i think the one yakushiji has feelings for isn't me Mm -hmm. wild there there we go Mm -hmm. wild one more route down (laughs) (laughs) on to the next one um so once again this is one where where you gotta get rid of shiva Mm -hmm. by telling him to go to the break room to to find amiguchi and Mm -hmm. grab the papers from the Mm -hmm. desk but this time if you chat with iori Mm -hmm. she'll ask you to meet her in the hall Mm -hmm. yeah she says maybe not here and you head to the hallway yeah right um so when you meet her in the hallway she's like hey so you know that dream that you were telling me about (laughs) that was not a dream it actually happened (laughs) 
the one about the shootout and taking refuge in the harbor, but you ended up getting shot and captured. Um, that was real. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was the only one who managed to escape. And Juro's like, oh, yeah, I remember in order to prevent killer robots from being invented, a factory got blown up. Right. And he's like, that's the plot of Exterminator 2. I almost yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> and you're like, so you don't remember, you know, I'm not talking about a movie. I'm talking about something that actually happened. It wasn't yeah. just a dream. So then you get the option to ask her about every sci-fi title that's in Juro's thought cloud. Mm -hmm. So if you ask about um, the Dimos movie, he's like, oh, you know, there's that movie Dimos versus Mecha Dimos or whatever. It would be really cool. Like if Kaiju came to earth, <laughs> yeah, she's be like, awesome. She's like, well, you'll be seeing plenty of them soon. And then, uh, referencing visitor from another world. He's like, Oh yeah. An alien teleports onto a bridge. Um, mm -hmm. and she's like, that is a real event. It happened on Sumire bridge in 2089. I was the only one there. You never made it. And Jura goes, no, that's not true. You and I were transmitted together. Yeah. And is like, wait, what? Like, yeah. he, he's confused. He doesn't. He's like, what? Like, you know, this comes to him as a memory that he like does not understand. Mm -hmm. And then he sort of like just like immediately gets over it. <laughs> and then uh, if you ask about UFO wars, she's like, yeah, there is a UFO. It is beneath us. And Jura's like. So like in the movie, we're going to ride it and fight enemies. And she's like, no, like that's what the Sentinels are for. <laughs> They're the robots that were created to defeat the Kaiju. And at this point, something clicked in my brain, which is confirmed later. The mainframe mm -hmm. that the Dimos are trying to get to is the mainframe of this UFO. Yes. So now that makes sense. <laughs> um but yeah, so basically Juro, Juro is like not getting it. It's like he's clearly remembering bits and pieces of this, mm -hmm. but it's like there does seem to be something going on where like he is, for lack of a better word, like programmed to like. Like block these the thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. To just sort of ignore them. It's giving himbo, honestly. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit yeah, of the, shades of himbo. Shikishima it, silences himbos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they have this whole like she drops so many fucking bombs on this kid. Mm -hmm. he, just, he ends the this bit of the conversation by just saying, you're so interesting for Yasaka-san. <laughs> it's like <laughs> my man. Yeah. Come on, dude. Um, She's like, how do you not remember all this? You're the one who told me about it while we were cleaning up the science room. And there is. um, mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, option to recall cleaning up the science room. We see Juro, Iori, and Shiba are in there. Goto has left them with the key to, like, clean and lock it up. Mm -hmm. After he leaves, I forget who says it, but I wrote down this quote. Goto is so mature, it's hard to believe he's just a high schooler yes. like us. Which yeah. is like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, got it. And he would, like, clean up a little bit. And then Juro tells Iori that she was in this dream he had. And he's like, you were dressed in all black. You were strong, commanding, and honestly pretty attractive. Pretty attractive. First of all, ew. Second of all, he's talking about Katsut Morimura. Right. Um, 
And, you know, he explains it a little bit more and says the apocalypse was coming. We had to go back in time and blow up a facility, but it got us in some trouble that ended up with us having a shootout with the cops and we got separated. Mm -hmm. So then you actually see the dream. Yeah. And yes, it is Catsuit Morimura. Yeah. In this like. They're in this futuristic city sort of hiding out um, in this harbor area. He's been shot um, and she mentions that she failed to kill one of the researchers. But he says that, you know, in spite of that, their mission was a success. Um, The Interstellar Development Project was sent back to square one. Yeah. Um, And she says, do you think we've changed the future? And he says, I sure hope so. If not, we killed those innocents for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And just then a uh, patrol boat starts to approach them and he tells her to go on without him and that he'll like handle it. She says, you want me to abandon you here? And he goes, you just need to make it through today. Remember? Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) So many questions, but it is so wild. Um, And that is uh, where this one ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I sorry. I was just going through my my mystery files. Do you think the one that escaped is Okino? Yes, that yeah. was my thought. That was yeah. my thought. Um, I I also I forgot to mention when I was describing this that um the Juro we see in this scene is like the grown up um yes. jetpack joy red Juro swole, swole Juro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Wild. Yep. Um, the thing that I love about this game is that there's so much wild stuff going on. I'm not even trying to figure out what it is, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I have individual theories about, mm-hmm. like, bits and pieces. But in mm-hmm. terms of a bigger picture, I, there is way too much for me to even try, you know, to conjecture about what might be happening. Yeah. I'm I'm just along for the ride. Uh, yeah. Uh, and for the record, this scene, <laughs> this ending is called a movie scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's that. That's a good one. Yeah, this was um, that was actually the last one that I got. And that mm. was a wild last one to get. Damn. Yeah. Uh, the last one that I got is the one that we are about to talk about. So okay. We head back to the hallway. We grab the papers. Mm-hmm. We tell Shiba to get fucked. Uh, <laughs> and then we head to the nurse's office to to bring the papers to the nurse's office, just like in the first run, uh, the prologue run, I suppose. And we show up and somebody is asleep in the bed. Uh, we come to realize that it is uh, Ryoko Shinonome which is a name that we know from the battles and not from Mm -hmm. anywhere else except right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she, she wakes up and says that she's glad that Jero is safe. She calls, she immediately calls calls him him Izumi-kun. Yeah. That's right. She says, I heard terrible things. And then you can bring up like, Oh, you knew who Izumi was. And she's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was you, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you've been given another personality and we've both been given new memories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like what yeah um she talks about how her memories keep disappearing mm-hmm. yeah they they she says we suffered serious mental trauma especially you i heard you had it worst of all yeah the idea of the incident comes up at some point somebody says something about the incident mm-hmm. um and jerry's like oh what was the incident he says it happened in the future but you received treatment here in the past uh and then jerry kind of starts putting these pieces together himself it talks about Izumi's lost memories, but the damage was so bad they had to give him a new personality. 
And then Jero thinks about the the murder dream. He says, did I actually mm-hmm. do that? Um, he says, it's hard for me to believe. And then you can go back and check the papers again. And last time we checked the papers in the prologue, there was a file on uh, Jero Izumi. Mm-hmm. Those are not there. And Jero Karabe realizes this. And then Shiba runs in, uh, just like in the prologue. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, there you are. All right, well, we should head out. And as soon as Shiba comes in, uh, Ryota like grabs her head and she's going like, Ugh. and if you go and talk to her, you say, are you all right? And she says, no, and neither are you. Yeah. So um, unsettling. <laughs> yeah. So and the way, it's, I, it was also unsettling to me the way that Shiva just like does not acknowledge her yeah. at all. Like yeah. doesn't seem to think, you know, he's not acting like any of this is strange. He's just like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Like, we got to go. See ya. I, um, the, I'm bad vibes extremely rancid vibes absolutely rancid vibes um and then you leave yep yeah i I tried to do so many other things in that room but there was nothing else to do so yeah yeah that's pretty much that's all i was able to do um (sighs) and that's uh the daily life ending Mm -hmm. and then uh it's 55 percent of jiro's story so there you go (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yep yeah (laughs) wild i'm i'm so interested to see when we come back to it is it just going to be a continuation of this loop because obviously there is stuff that we haven't gotten yet yeah um within this loop um or does you know does it become another scene do you have any any theories that you want (sighs) to i don't know if i have anything i'm ready to like share because i don't know if they're really complete thoughts at all Mm -hmm. yeah Um, that's sort of the way that i like it does seem like they're making him relive the same day over and over yeah so so i guess my my broad stroke theory is that this is like a matrix situation Mm -hmm. where he is like in like the real juro or whatever is in some sort of pod yeah being fed memories or something yeah or or whatever but certainly like he has his memories that are intruding upon whatever this is supposed to be whoever whoever has him locked away wants him to remember things in a very specific Mm -hmm. way or like not remember specific things which is why shiba is there Mm -hmm. as some sort of like i don't know antivirus thing yeah handler is a good yeah because there's there's a lot about how it's like you have to like ditch shiba in order to do certain things right um so it it almost feels like he is there to like keep an eye on him yeah he is like part of the program Mm -hmm. or something but at the same time is like not super focused on the task at hand because a lot of the time he just wants to <laughs> play video games and shit. yeah yeah well he just wants to he, yeah he wants to take jiro places where nothing is yeah. happening <laughs> yeah. more or less yeah so that that's that's kind of my theory um at, you know as as kind of bare bones as it is but do you mm-hmm. what, do, what do you think pretty much the same thing i don't know um if i had gotten as far as like it's a matrix situation although i think that it like it has to be something like that. Um, but yeah, like they are making him relive the same day over and over again for some reason. Um, and it might have something to do with what he did or may have done, (laughs) you know, but it does seem like they are setting up some kind of thing where like a, maybe the Sentinel program is a little suspicious or, Mm. or shady or, um, you know, I I sort of have a theory that the UFO underneath the because there's also we find out 
when we talk about destruction, uh, we'll touch on it, but we find out that like the Dimos are not actively trying to destroy the city. They just yeah. want to get to the terminals. Yeah. And the mainframe. And and we get the reference to the fact that Juro and Yori in their f- future versions destroy a facility of the interstellar development mm-hmm. something or other mm-hmm. interstellar development project. So you think the UFO has something to do with that? Yes. Yeah. I think that the implication is that that program and this is like it appears to be like way, way in the future has summoned the Dimos in some way or like <laughs> stole their UFO and put it underground <laughs> or something. Yeah. And, and they're trying to like get it back. And so by destroying the facility, Juro and Diori hope to prevent that from ever being the case. Right. Um, but there is also some way, I guess that the Sentinels factor into it. Um, you know, maybe that is also like Dimos tech that was uh, stolen or something. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, he, he's like, I have to kill every, everyone with the nanomachines to to prevent them from calling the Dimos here. Yeah. I don't know. Um, there is there's something like that going on. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, man. There's so much. I feel like mm-hmm. I could talk about theory for a while. Yeah. Because again, there's so much going on that it's like hard to figure out how all the pieces connect. Right. But like there are there are clear like threads that they're trying to to set up. Yeah. Yeah. Because I also I also think that and I think this is the truth. I think Shikishima has created both the Sentinels and the Daimos. That that's that's what I think. And because a lot of the way because in in the battles and maybe this is Mm -hmm. kind of a transition point. I don't know. In the battles, they talk about how like, oh, this one was originally created to do this. Mm-hmm. And now it fights. And I then, will. Mm. I will just supplement with my own theory that maybe Shikishima created them, or they were created sure. by someone or something else. And Shikishima sure. is is like that's mine now. Thank you. Yes. Okay. 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 Here's what it is. In the future, Jiro and Yori blow up the place, but the one person Ogata escapes yeah. and goes back in time. Yeah. To 1944. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, here's this technology. And then Shikishima becomes the creator Maybe. of the thing. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it is literally a Skynet situation where somebody mm-hmm. somebody who works for Skynet finds the chip and it's like, oh, this is ours. But that chip is actually from future Skynet because somebody in the past found a chip. Interesting. Oh, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> to figure it out. I feel like I yeah, can talk. Me too. Uh, yeah. Um, but in the meantime, let's. Yeah. Let's talk about these, touch these on battles. The battles. Um, so yeah, there were five of them, the five yes. waves that we were able to do. Yep. Um, before we got locked out, which is uh, we're now one third of the way through the destruction phase. Yeah. <laughs> which wild. is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess maybe there's only these next five will pr- will put us at sixty six percent or whatever sixty percent, and then there will be like maybe seven more or something. So I maybe guess? there's only the two yeah, waves. I don't know. Which I don't know. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. all of these battles take place uh, on the same day within, I guess, an hour of each other mm-hmm. um, in Ashitaba City. 
Yeah. They're still tutorializing a lot here. And one thing I will say is that, you know, they're like, oh, we have to, you know, balance defense and offense, essentially. Like the way that it works is that you get six Sentinels per per battle that mm-hmm. like are the strike team, mm-hmm. um, which is basically your your like offensive line. Um, and then the rest are like defending the terminal. Right. And like I I have a note here that says, Dear 13 Sentinels, thank you so much for clearly de- delineating which Sentinels are melee fighters, which ones yeah. are long range, et cetera. Yeah. They have it like very clearly because I was like, I don't remember like the different, you know, like we talked about uh, in the last episode. It's in lore. It's like, oh, this generation of Sentinels were designed for, right. you know, this type of fighting. And then the second generation were designed for whatever. Yeah. Thank you for not making me have to remember that myself. <laughs> Yeah, it's helpful. Yeah. It's helpful. And it's also helpful that it tells you, like, in this battle, here's what you'll be facing. So you right, can kind of plan right. accordingly. Um, and also, at least for these first five, they kind of make it pretty easy to swap between, like, the first battle is all ground people. The second mm-hmm. battle is all aerial people. So you can kind mm-hmm. of swap those people out because there's a thing yeah. that we learn pretty quick uh, called brain overload, <laughs> uh, where you can't yeah. have, if you have a sense, it's basically the way that it, it looks to me. I don't know if there's a way to kind of go around it, but if you have a sentinel in two battles in a row, they they will not be available for that the next battle right um, right so it's you have to be sort of strategic about who you're picking um yeah. because they will they will need to like recharge in the next battle if you've used them in two battles in yeah. a row i will also say notwithstanding that it, they are good about like providing you with certain information to mm-hmm. make this process easier mm-hmm. these menus these they, like pre-battle oh. menus are a fucking nightmare <laughs> there's just so much stuff in yeah. there. yeah so much stuff yeah and it's it's funny because um you know they're telling you about like upgrades and something called meta systems which mm-hmm. i still don't know what they are or how to use them i can um, tell you if you want <laughs> i sure um yeah. but first i just wanted to point yes. out um you know, some of the characters are like talking about this in in game. Yeah. Um, and then some of the other characters are like, we do not know what the fuck you're talking about. I wrote down Iori and Ogata, and I think there was one or two others who were also like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't understand this shit at all. And yeah. uh, I, I in those in that moment felt very connected to those characters because I was like, same dudes. I have no idea. Yeah, there's a there's a lot in there. Yeah. There's also a point where Gotos is the name of the game. He's like, oh. 13 Sentinels isn't like, oh, you know, a ton. I forgot what the exact line is. Um, <laughs> but he he says <laughs> 13 Sentinels. Nice. It's like, OK, great. Yeah. There's also a pretty cool uh, part of the battles. You get you get bonus objectives. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it, for certain things, it's usually like oh, city defense at this percentage. And I played these ones on casual just because I wanted to get through them. Um, I might play. I, I don't know. I don't know how hard it is really to get S uh, if you're not playing on casual. Right. That's it, that's the thing. I, I thought about like save scumming just to see. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I will probably play most of this on casual. I yeah. now see how like playing on a harder difficulty would probably be more fun, like having mm-hmm. to strategize, strategize and stuff. stuff yeah. But I just like the, there's something about like the visual aesthetic of, <laughs> of 
the destruction sequences that yeah. are so challenging for me that I'm sure. like, I just need like the least amount of friction as possible yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because this is already so much. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I will probably stick with casual for most of the, our, yeah. our first run through yeah. here. Maybe but someday if I play again, I'll maybe someday, but yeah, there, so there are bonus objectives and, and in like the second through fifth waves of this, it's like, have this person, out like okay so the second one i think is you have you you send iori the next one is you send Mm -hmm. uh tomi you know it's stuff like that and then you get extra extra stuff in the mystery files Uh, yeah cool yeah just some random observations from this battle um Mm. hijiyama when you uh like select him to to do like they all say a little line Mm -hmm. um and he hijiyama often says life comes at you fast and i think it's so funny (laughs) yeah i love a ferris bueller reference in this fucking game true um and uh goto points out i think somebody's like oh like why why do we not just like zap them with the aegis systems Mm -hmm. immediately and goto's like well the aegis can't activate unless they get close enough to the terminal Mm mm-hmm that yeah. seems suspicious to you. <laughs> Definitely suspicious. Absolutely Isn't suspicious. That weird. Definitely Doesn't weird. it kind of make it seem like this is not technology that like we have control of anyway? Yeah, no, it um, makes it seem like we are the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. And yeah. um, Shino Nome also mentions um, now sort of like saying explicitly what I, <laughs> I had figured out earlier. Um, they're they're after the mainframe in the UFO that yeah. is underground. Yeah. Um, their goal is to slip into terminals stationed in various positions across the ufo um and gota says if they seize control of the mainframe our world is as good as gone yeah i don't know it's all very interesting yeah it's 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 pretty interesting um oh yeah can you explain meta systems to me yeah so meta systems are basically just like the the levels of which you're allowed to upgrade stuff to um it like locks off certain you know if you go to the customize or upgrade menu or whatever Mm-hmm. that stuff is locked off by the meta systems right so if you go in to the 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 menu to upgrade somebody you hit x and then if you hit uh l all the way to the left past ogata mm-hmm. that'll bring you to the meta systems right and the first option is to Which i've seen yeah the first option is to upgrade your meta system to level two or mm-hmm. or more and so then basically just the higher the level of that the the more powers and the higher level you're able to upgrade all the all of the individual sentinels powers yeah i did do i did like start upgrading that but i don't know there are like things where it's like oh like restore and i can't look at it now because i'm locked out of but oh i oh you can repeat battles um yes so i can actually yeah so there's like terminal enhancements Mm -hmm. like terminal it's and they're called meta skills terminal recovery fixes 30 percent of terminal corruption is that like a thing that you can yes trigger I imagine no. So I oh well yeah probably because the meta skills I think are the things that that ha- has like that bar at the bottom where in a battle you can hit X and do the EMP thing. I imagine you can unlock those skills as well to give you more options to do things with the terminal in battle. <laughs> yeah, so in battle if you hit X, I haven't been using that bar at all. I don't even notice where is it on the screen. It's on the bottom left. It's just another flashing yellow element. I don't you're... know what it is about my brain. Yeah. <laughs> that makes i am so particularly ill-equipped to understand the <laughs> the battles in this game yeah. they're so confusing i mean they, they me. abstract it in a and really in a really a, wild way this is a me problem but like i just can't. no it's it's a lot no it is it's a lot <laughs> um but yeah so so 
I think in the boss battle where everything is flying, they tell you like, oh, you can activate the terminal uh, to do a big EMP pulse. Mm-hmm. I so, remember hearing that and thinking, I don't know what that means. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they show you that in one of in like the third wave of the of the the prologue battles yeah but it's not a super useful thing but i mean if you're playing on casual i don't think that is as important because a lot of the metal skills are like heal your team or heal their ep uh which Mm -hmm. is which i also have not noticed goes down to do any of that yeah thank you casual mode um yeah but yeah it's like i would like to understand and (laughs) right but it's just i don't know something about the it's like the way that it looks (laughs) It's no, like, yeah, it's extremely, it's extremely I can't like process it. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. They abstract it out <laughs> in a really, in a really wild way. But yeah, so that's that's meta systems, and those are the, the that's how you can use the terminal powers. But like I said, as long as we're playing on casual, I don't think it's super duper necessary. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so at the end of the at the end of every battle, you get you know mystery points, and you get all the meta stuff that you've collected from the 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 dimos when you destroy them that's what those little bits are remember those little bits from the dimos yeah, yeah, when you yeah, destroy the them yeah. that that makes By the, way, the, the the bar go up at the bottom but. the sound of the when a dimos explodes and those little chips go everywhere and mm. then get collected yeah mm. that's good mm, good sound design that's good mm. yeah. it's really good it makes my brain feel good yeah so the first one uh, first battle they tell you all about the big ufo underneath the city and mm-hmm. how they're trying to get to the mainframe uh then they explain braid o- brain overload at the end as like a little tutorial box yeah or i th- that might also be continued at the in like the second battle, yeah at the end of the second battle they, that. yeah at the se- end of the second battle they actually talk about it um <laughs> i have some notes here sure one says i just feel like this didn't need more mechanics and <laughs> yeah. um but again that's me thing uh, and also, I like to imagine that brain overload just feels like brain freeze, but like really bad brain freeze. Nice. Well, that's what I mean. Yori's like, ow, my head hurts. Why does my head hurt? And then mm-hmm. Miura explains like, oh, it's brain overload. Yeah. <laughs> OK. It's like <laughs> the way he explains it is it, piloting a sentinel is an intensely demanding process and it puts massive pressure on your brain. So I imagine it's like how I feel when I do math. Yeah. Uh, Ryoko says something really, or Ryoto says something really interesting here about like the brain overload will like make you forget stuff. So she says like, Oh, I missed that. Unless you like, you should get out of your Sentinel once in a while, unless you want to forget your entire life. She oh, says. well, um, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Given, <laughs> Especially given coming from her. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That was all I had for the second one. Did you have anything okay. else? No. Yeah. Uh, the third one, it's almost 6 p.m. now, May 27th. All these take place within like five minutes of each other because it only takes the ages two minutes to activate mm-hmm. and so like we're, we're doing one battle and then immediately it's like oh fuck there's more so then we move to the yeah. next one which i yeah, think is like they say at the end of it like oh there's a you know another terminal nearby yeah, is yeah. like you know which i think makes the brain overload stuff actually make way more sense because it's mm-hmm. if these battles are consecutive you know it's not right. like we're taking you know a day or two between battles it's like these are instantly things mm-hmm. happening and the fact that you can only be in your sentinel for like four full minutes before your brain shuts down uh it's yeah. also kind of horrifying. Really, really wild. Again, again, maybe suggesting like these were not made for us. Right. Um, <laughs> there's also we didn't talk about it, but in the first wave, um, Tommy's like, oh, I'm in like my legs are really cramped. I'm in so much pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and Goto's like, 
yeah, like your nerves are not used to being connected to the mech, Mm -hmm. which is like also sort of horrifying that like your entire body is like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Um, Yeah. yeah. And that's um, I I don't know if you ever watched Neon Genesis Evangelion. No, Um, that is kind of exactly how they function in the in in that show as well. Mm -hmm. Like they are fully connected to your nerves and mind and everything. So like every every hit like the mm-hmm. the pilot also feels oh, um God. yeah it's 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 honestly it's really horrific at some points in that it's show disturbing um yeah it's rough cool so that's the, the so, so in the third one they talk about the different types of dimos or whatever and gato says something about like the the they like adapted weapons or whatever because it was like the the the, mm-hmm. the big guy just looked like a big crane and like why are we afraid of a crane it's like oh well they've adapted weapons and then and then natsuno's like wait they only have weapons because we started fighting them and he's like mm-hmm. well kinda it's like wait man uh, are we the baddies <laughs> yeah like what's going on dude um uh, and it was actually the the third battle was was the point where i was like okay if i was playing on normal i can see how this could be like actual have to like use my brain to think about yeah like i think it probably is it probably can be a very fun strategy game um Um, if that's what you're looking for but on casual it's like no i'm just using the multi the multi long-range missile system and just destroying everything in one hit (laughs) press button um dimos explode get little crystals sound good to brain yeah it, it was it was to the point where i had to like skip people's turns because i was just waiting for the last guy to blow up because yeah, i would like switch same. to somebody's turn before the missile got to like the mm. final big guys like i know that i win i just yeah. need to like i'm like i don't need i don't i don't need them anymore yeah it's funny we also find out here a just as an aside the the ones that are like like the war of the world's tripods yeah. but with four legs are called high quads I miss that. That's so good. I can't decide if I think it's good or if it's goofy, but (laughs) maybe it's both. It's both. This is also um, and this comes up, I think, in in multiple of these battles. But Mm. like the kids start to realize like, okay, so they're just trying to get to the terminals. And in order to stop them, we are destroying the city. Yeah. Yeah. And Nachan says, whether we win or lose, we're ruining thousands of people's lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And Goto's like, yeah, I mean, like we have evacuation measures, but they're, you know, they're not perfect. Uh, and it's just like what you know what are we gonna do not fight back yeah yeah he said something about shikishima there but i i missed it when i was playing something about uh i wrote down he said something like we tried to reach out to governments and financial institutions but you know like i guess there wasn't like a lot of like will to sure much fair yeah that's wild sort of how things work in the real world and (laughs) um but also there's there we see that like Tommy talks about being worried about Miwako and not Sean's mm-hmm. worried about her mom and dad. And it's mm-hmm. like sad. It is sad. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth one, we get self-destruct boys. Um, mm-hmm. They'll blow up. This is actually a pretty interesting, uh, the way that this game, like I know there's so much that is like really hard to parse in the, these mm-hmm. battles and stuff, but the way that they try and introduce the mechanics to you kind of in a drip feed is good, yeah. but it's just overshadowed by the way that it's so hard to look at this map. Right. Um, right. Because, I, like, I totally agree. Like they are clearly like doing a good job of not introducing too many mechanics at once. Right. But it's so challenging to like put all of the pieces together just because the like, way it looks. Yeah, it's yeah. just unparsable. Yeah. Um, it's like an assault on this. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, but this one is just like, oh, you can kind of use 
the Daimos's powers against themselves. Mm-hmm. So you punch these self-destruct guys like and knock them back into other Daimos and they will explode and destroy them, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. Uh, yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah. And then they talk more about being sad that they're fighting in the city. Yes. Yeah. So it's just a, one more thing about the drip feed. It's also weird to me that we're getting drip fed things um and we're one third of the way through already so <laughs> yes like, yeah. how much longer yeah um are we gonna keep adding mechanics until the end we're just gonna keep adding them yeah maybe yeah. um i i did i do remember reading something that like the last battle is like quite difficult actually really? um so i wonder if it's all just preparing you for that oof, oof, oof. but yeah uh they talk about being sad about the city ogata yeah. says how many you know yeah. even if we win how many people will die and yeah. miura's like what else can we do but fight back <laughs> right mm-hmm. i do i do really love that ogata's like so upset at that part um I, like we haven't really gotten much out of him besides he likes to fight yeah but also seems to have like a a soft side yeah yeah yeah. that was nice sort of a heroic side i guess yeah Uh, i'm excited to see more of him me Um, too nana and i have a type anyway uh (laughs) (laughs) would nana like felix (laughs) would nana like felix that's such a good question (laughs) i think yes Mm -hmm. but based more on looks than personality okay i guess Okay. I feel like he'd probably be like minimum respectful mm. to a grandma. I have to imagine. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, mm. wave five. It's a boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a big, a big flying thing. Cool. Ogata and Tomi have a fun exchange. It's like, this oh, is so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. There's um, so many questions about this. Yeah. They talk about uh, the interstellar development stuff we saw yeah. in that dead Diamos yeah sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> that's pretty I, much it, it. i have nothing, nothing else bad really yeah um, i guess that connects back to yeah uh iori or morimura whatever and jiro destroying the the lab in the future that was also interstellar development stuff right but truly could not tell Mm -hmm. you i mean interstellar development like interstellar that's a ufo right they're making a ufo flies into space it's interstellar development i mean yeah i guess we're making it it's not a ufo it's a just a spaceship yeah (laughs) but yeah it's just an fo it's it's space exploration i assume yeah um i don't know man yeah yeah. so after you destroy the first big guy a couple more big guys show up in the dead Mm. kaiju yeah oh do they say kaiju yeah or maybe they say in the dead uh daimos or whatever well but i don't know i think that's be a, that's a pretty important distinction <laughs> kaiju versus daimos aren't they the same thing they are the same thing but they never refer to them as kaiju really unless jiro's like oh yeah I'm, you know it's just like a, a a movie or whatever i don't know interesting yeah they've exclusively referred to these monsters as daimos it could be that it that they said daimos and i just wrote down kaiju because i've been using them kind of interchangeably in my brain okay um mm. but i don't yeah. know yeah um after you kill the first big flying guy they're like yeah we killed one and then more show up but ogata's like wait where did the wreckage go so yeah that was i guess they're just turning into dust or whatever Mm -hmm. and they just disappear when you kill them uh interesting yeah pretty interesting um so then once you defeat all of the flying guys and all that stuff and you use all your your emp abilities that you have available Mm -hmm. um (laughs) gauto is just like oh 
I gotta go. So, so weird. And Yuki's goes, like, okay, I, I'll take charge. He's like super crypt. He's like, I haven't hit my operating limit yet, but I'll be dismounting my sentinel temporarily. And it's like, mm. yeah, it's really, it's very extremely weird. I find him so suspicious. I the don't dude's trust cagey this man as shit. Yeah. So cagey. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because it's not, this isn't like a fire emblem situation where we can just like, we'll spend more time with him to learn more about him, like Hanuman style. It's just yeah. like, he just is how he presents. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I wonder if we'll, he'll be like playable in remembrance at some point. Well, I guess he is one of the sentinels. So he's one of the 13. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe he's um, in high school like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Hmm. So then, uh, um, that's all I have. Yeah. Dollars. Yeah, I'm just checking, you know, we when you complete battles, you get mystery points so you can mm-hmm. yeah, I think I unlock things there. in mystery files. And I did yeah. unlock things, but I don't know if there's anything that um, that is that notable that it's yeah. like kind of just stuff that that we know. Yeah. Aside from the thing I mentioned earlier about uh, Sheba having a mysterious power. Yeah. Um, I unlocked the woman who looks like Miss Morimura. Me too. Um, mm-hmm. Looks also like Yori Fuyasaka. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I also unlocked uh, Tamao Karabe, uh, landlady of the Karabe I house, Jiro's grandmother. Um, mm-hmm. is, is good friends with Natsuno Minami, which I think is really funny that they are friends. It's not like our yeah. grandmothers are friends. It's like I am friends with your grandma. <laughs> like, um, I think that's good. I also, So one that, one that unlocked that um, I think is really interesting mm-hmm. is the cockpit. Oh, okay. Um, the cockpit of one. of the Sentinels. I think that one just unlocked from a bonus thing. I don't think I spent money on that. Maybe I did. Um, but it says oh. it says this is where pilots control the Sentinel. They appear to lose their clothes on entry, yes. which I think that language that. is interesting. That it says mm-hmm. that they appear to lose their clothes on entry, mm-hmm. which I don't know. So I, I, I just I just think that that language is interesting. Mm-hmm. yeah okay and then also the kaiju sorry right below that is the kaiju entry and it does say that that was what natsuno witnesses in 2065 um that it is a kaiju not a daimos uh mm. so yeah. okay a large unidentified object that crash landed in the city and destroyed everything in its path that's its description interesting uh, yeah uh and then i also I, I spent a point to unlock the cryptic note that um a finds mm-hmm. from miss murimura that has the maybe it's a phone number it's got enough digits for a phone number part mm-hmm. of me was like maybe i try and call it and see what happens but no. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't um i also unlocked uh fuyusaka's student id from mm-hmm. the from the bonus thing of bringing fuyusaka on that one mission nothing really interesting uh it does say that uh a can't remember how he knows her though right She's just recognizes her face mm-hmm. um we also get, there's there's so many weird ones we get a 2025 chocolate bar yeah. Manufactured by the VW company. No matter how bad your day is going, this chocolate will put a smile on your face. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I was I, wondering yeah. if that's like a reference because they say it's like, isn't it like synthesized or something? Did yeah. Technological innovation made it possible for cacao to be grown inside a greenhouse in Japan. Right. So um, there are concerns that at some point, this is in the real world, that mm. um, chocolate will yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. impossible to grow uh, because of climate change and i wonder if that's sort of a reference to that yeah I, I probably probably yeah. um we also get a, a bento box with meatballs that megumi makes <laughs> mm-hmm. 
sure. Th- this one is also weird because we don't know anything about uh, Keitara Miura, but it says Keitara Miura supposedly enjoyed this while on the top of, of the riverbed, enjoying the view of Cade River. Aside from the meatballs, the bento has a large <laughs> umeboshi, hijaki, boiled spinach, kinpira gobo, an omelet, and butter sautéed squash, which is like... It's making me hungry. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks good, too. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. It's so interesting. It does. It looked like a photograph. Yeah, like, it did. <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's... I don't have any. I still have three points to spend, and I just don't know what oh, to yeah? spend them on. Yeah, yeah. Let me just spend them right now. <laughs> yeah, the ones I did were "Woman Who Looks Like Morimura," "The Shootout Dream," "Tamo Kurabe," "Gas Explosion." Yes, I didn't I understand just, that. Yeah, that that was you. yeah. That was when Juro accidentally summoned the sentinel Mm -hmm. apparently it landed on his on the video store um, which i didn't realize um yeah i also don't i'm not clear on why this is referred to as gas explosion yeah i don't know that's since it seems like it was a sentinel but maybe i don't know maybe it it was covered up as a gas explosion Yeah, but if we went back in time before that happened why do we need an excuse for i don't know maybe for the townspeople i don't know yeah no idea um i did kudashiba as i mentioned earlier and uh daimos code but yeah from most of those i just didn't get any information that I, I did just unlock uh, the nurse's office, Oh, mm-hmm. uh, a school facility where students receive consultation, guidance and treatment for injuries and illnesses. There are three male students who show up here every day just to see the school nurse, Miss Morimura. So I think that's probably Gauto like I'm, I, or Goto. I'm just I'm thinking that they're, you know, they're obviously all connected somehow to like Shikishima and stuff. So I'm thinking that it's it's got to be, I don't know, Goto Karabe and and yeah, maybe Shiba. I don't know. I think that might just be a joke about her being hot and yes, random students think, showing up to look at her. I don't know. I think it's supposed to read like that, but I think it actually does mean something else. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's I think it's a kind of like a double triple bluff or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's very possible. But maybe she's just hot. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes women are just hot. Sometimes women are just hot. <laughs> Uh, and you know, puberty exists. So puberty exists. <laughs> I just there's this thing too about the fact that that might be Iori that bothers me, where it's like a wink and a nod of like, uh, you know, oh, this is what she turns into. I don't know. It's <laughs> it icks me out. Yeah, yeah, definitely an ick. Definitely an ick. Big ick. So that's uh, that's Euro Karabe up to 55% and the first five waves of the battle in the city. Congratulations, mm-hmm. you've made it. <laughs> um, Indeed. Really quick, before we close out the show, uh, we have some updated rankings mm-hmm. because we've now met everybody. Would you like to go first? Sure. Um, so my S tier uh, has stayed the same. Mm-hmm. For my A tier now, I have added Ryoko Shinonome. Really? Yeah, we didn't get too much of her in this, mm-hmm. obviously, but um, I I like that she kept it real with Juro and mm. was like, "There's some fucked up shit happening," and let me tell you about it. Yeah. Um. So I I, I appreciated that. Our man Juro has unfortunately fallen from B rank to C rank. Yeah. Because that's... of the weird puberty exists stuff that's go that's going on um yeah. i don't like it yeah and i hadn't ranked him but i think i will go ahead and just put mira 
at rank C. We still barely know him, um, but I feel like I know him enough to say I don't know enough about him. To, like, I think I'm, put, I'm putting him at C now yeah. as like, a, yeah, seems fine. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure that will change uh, as we proceed. There's been a lot of love for Miura in the Discord. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of, lot of big Miura fans. So mm. I'm excited to get to know him. Um, and finally, I am knocking Goto from a C to a D. Yeah. Um, because he's just so um, sketchy and I don't trust him. Yeah. That's fair. Otherwise, everyone stays the same. Oh, wait, actually, I'm sorry. I'm bumping Agata to an A. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, my S tier is the same. Uh, Tomi, Hijiyama, Natsuno, and uh, Yuki. Yori is still A. I also bumped Ogata up from a B to an A. This boy's got a lot of heart, you know? Yeah. Gotta respect it. I have uh, Shinonome at a B because it's, I don't know, it's a step above C, which is like, I don't really care or know anything mm-hmm. about you because she did keep it real with Jero, but I also still don't really know anything about her. My C is the same. I have added Mira to C as well because I don't really know anything about Mira. Mm-hmm. He seems fine. He seemed kind of grateful that he's a, that Jiro's letting him stay there. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't seem like a, a huge punk. And I have moved. I have moved Goto to a new category I've created Ooh. called below D um, called. I can't believe he's a high school student just like us. <laughs> and then in parentheses, also F. Uh, yeah because dudes literally can't believe that he's a high school student just like us he is up to something uh, yeah and it's not good so there you go uh and those are the rankings um (laughs) we did it we did it um so i guess if you've if you've listened to our uh war of the worlds episode i hope it's good because we're gonna record it immediately after this (laughs) (laughs) we're we too can do some time fuckery yes yes um yeah uh next this coming tuesday we will be talking about uh the original godzilla uh the 1954 black and white japanese film godzilla available to stream online in a couple places hopefully you can find it somewhere uh we just thought it was pretty relevant to jero's whole deal Mm -hmm. um you know, dudes obsessed with yeah. monster movies. Literally, the the this world's version of Godzilla is like his main his main shtick. So, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be talking about that co- this coming Tuesday. Yes, um, I know. Just to address it, since um, people in the Discord yes. uh, put together a watch party for yeah. um, ET, which I think should have happened already by the time this episode comes out. Hopefully. So, uh, sorry, but I just wanted to address that we will. Uh, be talking about E.T. after Godzilla. Um, But the reason why we decided to hold off on it is because um, we wanted to do Nachan's story first so we can like talk about it in conjunction with that. Or I guess as much of Nachan's as we can. Yeah. Uh, Presuming presuming that Natsuno's story remains just E.T. but with a a little robot Mm -hmm. instead. Because maybe it changes. Maybe it just turns into completely Keitaro Miura focused. But we'll see. But uh, yeah. So our goal is to play as much of Natsuno's for next week's episode. If there is any supplemental material in there because we get locked mm-hmm. out of Nats, uh, Nachan's pretty quick, we will post that on our Twitter. So keep an eye there. Um, but otherwise, that's that's kind of the plan. Yeah. Um, and it's occurring to me that if we don't 
there might not be a destruction component um, because yeah. we're locked out of that until we do Miura's story. Right. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. I think we'll you're probably see. right that if we're going to unlock Miura <laughs> anytime soon, it'll probably be in conjunction with her story. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see how much time her story ends up taking. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think it's also worth noting when we started. So our original idea for this season <laughs> on paper, I guess, to, like a little behind the scenes, like, mm-hmm. you know, planning pre-production talk. We were originally planning for this to be 13 episodes because, you know, one for each <laughs> Sentinel. Um, and then we talked to Chris Idiots. and we were like, maybe we'll do like five or six episodes and we'll see. Uh, but as you can see here, we've spent about two hours now talking about just the mm-hmm. first half of Juro's story. Um, this game takes way longer to talk about than it does right, to play. Exactly. It's so yes. dense. So, so we'll probably be closer again to that like 13 episode season length. But, you know, kind of we're we'll all it. just kind of playing it by ear. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so just so you know, you're, you're going to get more of this season, I guess, than than the five or six weeks that we were originally secondarily planning, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. So, yeah. Plus the supplementary reading. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Plus plus the little supplementary, which I, I'm very excited to actually <laughs> record the first one. Me too. Um, I'm really ex- I'm really excited for those. Um, and hopefully that'll also give the people who can't who aren't playing the game or can't play the mm-hmm. game something to hold them over. <laughs> For, yeah. a, for a few weeks yeah um, but yeah well thank you so much for listening to this episode if you have any thoughts or feelings you can email us no you can tweet us <laughs> uh at async pod thank you so much to uh amaranthin for writing our wonderful music that you hear throughout the show thank you to scout wilkinson for our podcast art uh links to all of their stuff will be in the show notes so by jake's music commission scout to make you art all that stuff they're both extremely talented at the things they do i think something that we haven't been saying that we probably should start saying is like if you like the show give us a rating review on apple podcasts or oh, yeah. honestly just share the show on twitter um you know we tweet about the launch of every episode so just give us a give us a retweet or something and interact with if us you- i think uh part of the show is is the community aspect of playing games which i think is a really a really cool thing that that we are able to kind of facilitate so please uh tweet at us your thoughts about the game if you want to join the worst garbage discord there's a lot of talk happening about 13 sentinels right now uh, as people are picking up the game on switch so the link to that is also in the show notes if you know somebody who really likes this game or any of the other games that we played uh maybe recommend the show to yeah. to a friend i think a lot of the fun like aj said of the community aspect is like just hearing other people talk about something that you yeah. really love yeah. um is, is always good times so. yeah uh if you want to follow me on twitter i'm at aj Falari. you can follow me at okimis and like i said the show is at async pod we'll be back next week with Natsuno's story and maybe some more keep an eye on that twitter um mm-hmm. kim did you have any final words for us today uh yeah um listen uh life can be hard sometimes but if you're struggling just remember you only need to make it through today <laughs> damn all right that was yeah, yeah. That was not my best bye, <laughs> bye everybody <laughs> later Garbage, the online.